Okay, this probably counts as episode one of uh, the Metaphysics of Money podcast. It's Friday afternoon, it's 5.33, or no, it's 3.33 rather, in the UK. I'm going to try and make this a regular Friday afternoon thing, just because it's easier to do if I make it regular. And Saturdays is already taken with a radio show, so... Friday or Sunday would be the place that I do this and if I'm going to make it regular it has to be the Friday because I need to be fresh really. I've had a couple of hours to recover from work. Uh, we finish at, at one o'clock in the afternoon on Friday so I've had, I've had two and a half hours. I'm more or less ready to start doing stuff for me. And Metaphysics of Money is based on the idea that the assumption, rather, that imagination creates reality uh, and thoughts are things. So thoughts are things is the equivalent of saying imagination creates reality. That's a different way of saying it. Uh, come, that comes from James Allen. Uh, imagination creates reality comes, in my case, from Neville Goddard, or it comes from reality transurfing, it comes from um, Joseph Murphy. It's another one of those people that, that does a similar type of thing. All the new thought authors in the early part of the 20th century and the late 19th century uh, were saying, roughly spe speaking, that uh, your God, imagination is, in the, in the Christian schema, imagination is Christ. Uh, so that's the, that's the, that's the manifested... It's God manifest. So we all have imagination. We're all God. We're all creators. But we're creating subconsciously most of the time. This is the principle of the, the Neville Goddard material. So he, what he was trying to do was get people more conscious about it, more, more, make it more directed, make it clearer, make it more positive. That's imagination, human imagination goes in, every single direction imaginable it goes into into torture and war and sadomasochism and just endless amounts of ways to kill people and kill animals and kill the planet so un unless you're conscious about it and you make an effort to make it more positive than sadomasochism and all that it's gonna fall back into that and you're gonna end up torturing yourself or torturing other people or creating situations without even realizing you're creating them that torture people or torture yourself or torture your family or create pain for yourself health is a thing that people don't realize they're creating it themselves it's one of those things your imagination creates reality imagination creates your health so if you're imagining yourself sick then you're imagining yourself sick. It makes no sense to do that to me. Uh, my background is in uh, complementary health, which is about finding ways to stop people from being sick. So I can't, I can't understand why somebody would want to imagine themselves sick. But if they're a sadom, if they're underneath everything, they've got a a death wish or some kind of sadomasochistic 
thing that they want to play out without even realizing it, that will come out in their, in, in their health. So I'm ranting a bit, and I've gone off topic a little bit. So, but the same the same thing applies to to money, to cash flow, to savings, to everything. You've got to find a way to imagine it as a positive thing. So, if you're holding on to to anything from childhood about money, any any issues around your parents' way of looking at money, any kind of growing up in poverty and not having enough and having to scramble around for the next meal or planning two days ahead but still scrambling around for the meal two day in two days' time. Whatever it is, it comes from something that's encoded in, the, in your family history, in your family genetics, in your family imagination. You've got to be able to shake that off. You've got to shake that away to be able to create a new, clean, positive, cash flow positive life. Because if you're living through that, that family imagination about money, for want of a better phrase, that's what you'll manifest. It's, it's as simple as that, really. You've got to shake it off. You've got to find a way. That's the things that I do. It, or used to do a long time ago with coaching clients. Uh, we're all about visualizing, imagining uh, invoices being paid for small businesses and entrepreneurs, imagining things shifting from negative to positive. That was the basis of my coaching techniques was visualization, and Reiki most of the time. Sometimes astrology, sometimes other things to reinforce the point that I was making. But the visualization aspect is key. It's key to that. I know that from working with clients 15 years ago when I was doing it in London. And I know it from, from my own history. When I've, when I've stopped visualizing in a way that's positive, my life slides back down the scale slides into masochism and I end up I end up living in places that I wouldn't choose to live in normally because I've slid back into into that masochistic phase of, of my imagination without without ever realizing it without it ever being conscious it just happens that way and you've got to visualize yourself self visualize your way out of it find a way to, to flip it around so let's give some specific examples for this. So when I was living in, in Gateshead, in, in Hewith, it's, uh, it's about a year, let's say a year ago, it's actually, I moved in two and a bit years ago, and I've been in my new place just over six months, so it's about three years since I moved into Hewith. It was... Uh, as a result of my landlord selling the flat that I was living in, I ended up moving in with a friend for three months, then back to my mother's place for a month, then found this place in Hewith. So it was it was out of, of need, really, out of necessity that I, I took the place. I had to persuade the landlord to take me on because he, he didn't want to take me on for some reason. 
where he wasn't comfortable with the uh, the the welfare system paying the rent. So I managed to to turn that around, overcame that objection, uh, signed the agreement. Uh, it I, I took on a took on a two bedroom house basically, but he agreed to find somebody to to take the the other room. So I was in effect I was paying for one room in a two-bedroom house where I'd taken on responsibility for the house, which I should never have done. Should never, ever have done. That was a mistake. Turned out to be a mistake because he never found anybody to move into the second room. And he was expecting me to do maintenance on the garden. He was expecting me to do all sorts of... He was expecting me to take ownership of the council tax for the whole building when I'm only actually paying for one room, in effect. So I ended up having to pay council tax for a two-bedroom house when all I'm doing is renting a room in a two-bedroom house. That was a mistake as well. So there was lots of things that I did that were that were not particularly good, a good idea, but I needed, the, I needed a place to live that was within commuting distance of Newcastle. Because I've been living in Newcastle, I'm used to living in Newcastle, I've been here nearly 15 years now. And, and I like living in Newcastle. So based on that, I had to be somewhere that was within easy commuting distance. And Hewith is very, very much falls into that category. So it, it, it ticked one box, but it fell short on quite a lot of others. But anyway, the, the point of the story is uh, I made some, I could, Nobody else would give me a house for some reason. Nobody else would give me a room. I looked at quite a few, and, and they just didn't connect. Uh, whereas this one in here with did connect, so I took it. Um, the, the point of the story is, moving on, I, I went into a downward spiral. Uh, I didn't have any work at that particular point, and I didn't manage to get any work which I was I was relying on being able to to get work, pay the bills, cover the cover the council tax, cover all the all the extra stuff that needed to do and I was gonna cover from wages, but I never managed to find a job. So I ended up going on a downward spiral, relying on welfare, which I didn't particularly want to do. Uh ran out of money quite quickly. Uh the welfare system in the UK is horrendous at the moment. You can't live on it for any length of time at all. It's just it's designed to be a, a stopgap for a month until you move into another job. Uh, and I was on welfare at that point throughout the whole of the the next two years. Well, not quite the next two years, but at least 18 months of it. 18 months of it. So I did, did eventually find find the job that I'm in now. And I've been doing that for a year. So that works out about right. That's the right timing for that. But uh, that downward spiral forced me to, to think very hard about what I was doing that was creating a situation. And uh, one of the things that I wasn't doing that I used to do was visualization. So I, I worked this out. I just I just sat and thought about it endlessly until I figured it out. It took a while. 
but I did used to always visualize the next step in, in my, my life and I'd stop doing that for some reason. Uh, so that, so I had to put that back, started looking at, at, uh, how to manifest, um, money, particularly for paying the bills, but also at some point I started to look at how to manifest somewhere else to live because where I was living just went into a spike downward spiral really. Uh, and I needed to get out of there just to maintain my own sanity as much as anything else. So I was looking at these manifestation audio books on YouTube, the Richard Dots, I think it is. I was looking at, there's quite a lot of them. And embedded in that is, is references to Sedona Method. So that took me to Sedona Method, uh, which I worked with for quite a while. Sedona Method is a process of letting go of stuck emotions. Uh, and it's, it's quite easy for me to work in that way. So I'm not trained specifically in Sedona Method, but I can work using that uh, framework because it's just very easy for me with the, the complementary health background that I've got. So I worked, worked in that way for about six months, decided that the only way I was going to be able to get a job was to go back and work for the people that I've worked for previously, uh, which is this kitchen company that I'm working for at the moment. So I had a lot of resistance to that, a, a lot of resistance. So one of the things that I was looking at was letting go of my resistance to working for this company again. And it took me three months, well, two, two, two months, three months, roughly speaking, to work through as much of the resistance as I could. I had to just decide at that point that I was ready to go back. And then a week later, I bumped into somebody who was working for them on the public transport system in Newcastle on the way back to Hewitt on a Thursday evening. And, uh, and she said they were recruiting. So she put a word in for me. I went for an interview with the new team leader, new, new team manager. Uh, he, he decided to take me on and that's about a year ago. It was the uh, beginning of May, 2019 that I got the job and it's now, the end of June 2020, so just over a year and one month ago, and uh, and that kickstarted me because it was it was just a recognition that I needed needed cash flow, which is fairly obvious, but also it was it was confirmation for me that Sedona method works. Point one, and then it works quite quickly for me. I can't see how quickly it works for other people, but for me, it was it was within three months. Once I decided that I, what I wanted to do, I just had to identify the resistance to it, and then work through with Sedona Sedona method every day, working through the emotions that came up about it, which was mostly anger, bitterness, resentment, frustration. Uh, feeling victimized, uh, feeling put upon, all, all these sorts of things. It was loads of stuff, absolutely loads of stuff, but I had plenty of time to do it. So 
at that point I had lots of time and I was just dealing with things as they came up as I was thinking about the company something would come up from the past from the way they, they treated their staff or the way they changed things around without asking anybody or or taking anything into account or whatever it was uh, and I just worked through it and let go of it let, let go of the the anger, the frustration, the resentment, uh, the bitterness, all of those things. So they've started to come up again. Uh, just over the last week, I've had a lot of resistance, and I started at one point thinking about leaving. So I know the, the resentment and the anger and the bitterness have come up again. So I'm going to have to look at that this weekend and just let go of some of that because it's slowing me down and I'm not hitting my targets properly at work at the moment. So the resistance shows up as me not hitting my my appointments target. And, and I use Sedona method to let go of the resistance. So that's, that's how these things show up for me. It will be something similar for you. may not be exactly the same thing, but it's resistance to hitting a target is what we're talking about. Resistance to to hitting a goal, which if the goal's a positive one for you, the resistance represents uh, a form of masochism. It's stopping you from having a positive thing. So in that way, it's it's a form of masochism. And it can be dealt with in that way. It's just like uh, self-image, self-confidence, all of these types of things you have to look at, like the resistance to, and then let go of it. Let go of low self-esteem, let go of uh, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of making a fool of yourself, fear of, um, fear of being seen, fear of being seen in a way that, put you on the spot so that everything you do is seen, uh, fear of feedback from other people, all of these things. All of these things will get in the way, in, in, in my particular case, in the way of, of me hitting my sales targets and my, my appointments targets. Uh, as I say, it might be something else for you, but the, the principle will be the same. And the way to deal with that in part is... Uh, Sedona method which you can find uh, lots of videos on Sedona method on YouTube uh, you can also find you can find uh, part of their workshops the introductory parts of their workshops and their seminars and their retreats are on YouTube two hour introductories uh, so you can get an idea of what it's about from there and, and just work through it yourself find the there's a there's a hierarchy of emotions, which is which is called agflap. It, it breaks down into apathy, grief, fear, lust, anger, pride, and then on top of that is feet is uh, courage, acceptance, peace, uh, and, and the, the the other three things that I worked with were. Uh, the need need for approval, 
the need for control and the need for survival. So I had to let go of a lot of a lot of need for survival in particular, need for approval from other people, not so much. Uh, need for control, definitely. Lots of that needed to go go away. Uh, but anyway, those are the ways to work with it. Uh, you can you can buy audios of Sedona method that will help you. Uh, I recommend buying two or three and just working through specific issues with them to see how it affects you, see how much benefit you get. And then if you, if you do get a benefit, um, I haven't bought a course yet, but it's on my list of things to do. Uh, and I will do at some point. Uh, but we're getting a tw we're 21 minutes in, so that's enough for an episode, I think. So that's my first episode of the Metaphysics of Money podcast, and I'll uh, I'll I'll see you next next Friday.